Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 16 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here with Katrina Kinclade. How you doing? <laughs> One more time. Did I say Karina again? No, you said Kinclade. It's Kincaid. Kincaid. Okay. You know what? L- let's just run with this. <laughs> Katrina, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing, doing good. <laughs> okay, so where are we, Katrina? We're on a beach in Cambodia. Okay. So we're on Koh Rong. It's a really small island um, without power or internet or electricity. And I figured, hey, why not do a podcast <laughs> um, and talk about how you maintain an online business while traveling uh, to remote islands like this. Uh, so where did, how did we meet? Uh, the ferry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we took a ferry from uh, Sinukville over here to Koh Rong. Uh, for those who haven't been out to Cambodia... It's actually a pretty cool place. Um, what are your thoughts of it so far? Uh, I don't want to leave. Yeah? Yeah. It's uh, one of my favorite places on earth now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you're originally from, from the U.S. Where in the U.S.? West Virginia. Okay. And what made you start traveling? Um, I originally moved to Colorado. Then okay. I moved to Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. And met a lot of different cool people from around the world there. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up in South Korea teaching okay. English and decided, you know, why not travel? So in L.A. you were in the film industry? Yeah, for a minute. Yeah, well, you were the, a writer for a popular TV show for a few months, right? Yeah, yeah, I did it. I was a writer. Um, I started working on a show called Deadwood, and then, as shows sometimes do, it canceled. So I was put on John from Cincinnati, JFC. Do you know that show? I've heard of it. I, I haven't seen it, but it's really cool that the things, you know, in life kind of just bring us to, to the next step and we never know where it's going to bring us. Right. So when that show canceled, I decided I'm leaving. I'm leaving town. I'm moving away. So you taught English in Korea for oh, quite a while. How, how long was that? Total? Yeah. Total three and a half years. And they paid pretty well out there. They, they paid decently, yeah. So, and how's the lifestyle? Um... It reminds me of Vegas sometimes because you can, um, <laughs> everyone teaches and everyone go, they go, they get drunk. Uh, the bars don't close. There's one that doesn't close till noon the next day. Wow. So you'll see foreigners without their t-shirts and it's quite embarrassing for the rest <laughs> of us. Like <laughs> right. nine o'clock in the morning. There you have it. A Korea is the new Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a bottle of liquor and walk down the street. Well, I'd say beer. Don't get a okay. bottle of liquor. So, I mean, one of the cool things uh, about a lot of the teachers I've met, especially from South Korea, is they save up, save up enough money, and they're already in Asia, so they hop over to places like Thailand, they hop over to places like Cambodia, and they do a bit of traveling. Um, and it's, it's pretty easy to save up some money, especially if you're not drinking every night, but people <laughs> do anyways, right? Well, in South Korea, soju is a dollar. Okay. So it's easy to drink and still save quite a bit of money. Well, speaking of dollars, what's really cool about Cambodia is they take U.S. money. They love U.S. money. And I think the only Cambodian reel I've gotten has been small change. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I just, I don't even consider that money. I kind of just think of it as 
like a souvenir like oh like oh here's some real just I put mean, it to the side yeah i mean to be honest i've actually just been giving it to taxi drivers just as a tip ah <laughs> yeah yeah what do you do with the hundred real i don't get that that's have, the, like the no smallest I, I, just, ever. I just give it away i, yeah. I don't even know what here it's you worth go. Yeah. yeah but so cost of living out here is relatively cheap it's um it's actually really hard to, to compare because I came from Thailand and things are really cheap as well. Yeah. And the nice thing about being in Thailand is I can lie to myself and, you know, dec- and not convert it. Like if there's something I really want to eat or something I want to do, <laughs> I can kind of just lie to myself, kind of round down. Me too. Yeah. Everyone does that. Oh, it's just a hundred baht. That's what is it? It's only 400 baht. Okay, yeah. here you go. Yeah. You know, because it's not real money, but here, because I'm using U.S. dollars, it feels like I'm spending more money, even though things are really cheap. Oh, yeah, definitely. But in Thailand, with the money, their money, some of their money looks the same. Mm-hmm. So I was giving out, like, a thousand. Okay. I'm thinking it was a hundred. No, come oh, on. Oh, I did that at the beginning, and I didn't realize it till I was running out of money. And, you know, the, they were they never said anything to me. You know, like, oh. Well, you know, to be fair, if you gave a bartender in the U.S. a hundred dollar bill thinking you gave him a dollar tip they probably wouldn't say anything either well yeah but most of these people they were just i was buying little like a purse here or something like that and yeah they're oh yeah thank you that's great that's perfect <laughs> they're like oh these rich foreigners yeah yeah uh, so uh, the one thing that is cheaper out in cambodia is alcohol oh definitely what are what are some of the drink prices out here uh, a dollar for a bottle of whiskey yeah there was it was two dollars for a big bottle of coke and a dollar for a bottle of whiskey <laughs> that's insane i mean i'm sure it's not you know 12 year old scotch but i did buy a drink for three dollars last night okay what was that sex on the beach yeah and how did you order that <laughs> <laughs> well i went up to the bartender who was a local and I, and I told him that I needed sex on the beach. And, uh, well, he, uh, he got very bashful and uh, <laughs> just smiled for a minute. And then I said, well, it's buy one, get one free, right? So can you, can you give, me, give me twice that amount? Can you, can you double it up? I'd like to have two sex on the beach. <laughs> he All did. Right. So you just like to make locals blush. Oh, yeah. And he was so nice when he brought it. I told him it. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it'll be the best I've ever had. Oh, nice. And yeah. was it? It was. It was yeah. definitely the best I ever had. Um, well, all right. So aside <laughs> from the drink, aside from actual sex on the beach, uh, one of the cool things about Korong is a lot of people swim at night because you can see the, what are those called? Those things is that light up. Is it the plankton? Up. Yeah, the plankton. Is that, it plankton? It's, pl- it's some kind of plankton. Yeah. I think there's a, a scientific name for it, but it's, it's cool. You, s- you swim at night and they light up in the sea. Did uh, you get to do that? I'm going to do that tonight. Are you doing that Because I'm tonight? staying longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good for you. Yeah. How lucky. Well, I mean, there's been so much to do. Uh, so I, we've only been here for three days now, right? Right. And already I've done a ton. Um, my favorite thing I've done so far was I just came back from paddleboarding just uh, right before I bumped into you again. Yeah. And so we went to paddleboards for an hour. Um, we actually don't know how long we were out for because we didn't, we didn't look at the, the clock and the guy rented it to us. He didn't look at the, the time either. <laughs> so we were probably out for close to two hours. Um, so as we were recording this, we were actually on the second floor, kind of the rooftop of a restaurant bar overlooking the sea. Um, beautiful. So beautiful. Even though it's a cloudy day today. It was, it was, well, it was perfect for paddleboarding because <clears throat> we would have got so sunburned if it wasn't. Ah, that's right. But I really, really wish I would have had a waterproof camera to bring out but neither uh, me or my friend had one and i was looking over at her 
just in the middle of the ocean on a paddleboard, just standing there, you know, it, just, it was so tranquil thinking, man, if, if only I had a camera to capture this. Yeah. But it's one of those things you just have to be there. You just have to see it. Yeah. One of the things I wish I would have brought on my trip was a GoPro. Yeah. That, yeah. That would have been GoPro. really good. I had some friends at the beginning of my trip. I ran, I had been traveling with two people from Spain, someone from Colombia and Brazil, because mm-hmm. I came by myself on this trip. So that was my first group of friends, and two of them had GoPros. So how is it traveling as a single girl or woman? Uh, well, at the beginning of my trip, I had friends mm-hmm. for four days, and then they left. And while I was with those friends, I met other people. So I started traveling with them. And then um, coming to Cambodia, I didn't want to come by myself. So I walked around my hostel, and the first person I asked, I asked about Cambodia, he said, yeah, it's a place I'd like to go. And I was like, well, I'm leaving today. You want to come with me? And he's <laughs> like, okay, let me check my schedule. He checked his schedule. He said, sure. That sounds like a great idea. So when we got to the bus station, we get on the bus. There's another girl. She bought a ticket as well. I've been traveling with her for, I think, 13 days. Oh, that's nice. And yeah, it's cool to meet friends Vermina along the way. From Germany. So we've been traveling together. Yeah. For 13 days. So I guess we'll give a shout out to... Uh, Vermina. Vermina. <laughs> <laughs> From Germany. Yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, I, I've been traveling Cambodia by myself as well. And actually, when I was in uh, Chinookville, or, or small... There's a small beach there called, like, Ortez Beach or something. Yeah, it's smaller. It's and nicer. I, I was actually a little bit lonely that first day because I had showed up and I got there pretty late. The sun was setting. And I'm sitting there just all by myself thinking, where am I? What am I doing here? And... Uh, luckily, I bumped into a couple guys that were really cool. Had dinner with them, and the next day, arrived in Koh Rong, and this place is super social. Yeah, super social. I think of this as the backpacker paradise. It is. Like, Shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like it's one of those places don't where. Don't tell anybody because next. I've never heard of it. I mean, when when did you first hear about Koh Rong? Um, from the guy who came with me to Cambodia, because he said that he wanted to go to Angkor Wat. Okay. We went, we went there and he said that he'd like to come down here. Karan, right? I keep saying these differently. Karan? <laughs> Karan. And I said, okay, yeah, I'd love to go sit on a beach somewhere yeah. nice. Um, and, and you can't go wrong in Karan. You can't. You definitely can't go wrong in Karan. <laughs> um, so how the trip ended was we were in that last place, Esville. Okay. Okay. Chinookville, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this, this girl cannot pronounce Chinookville <laughs> for, for the life You're of her. You're the only person. And um, so we were there, and he decided that he, he decided he wanted to do some. No, wait. We were in Angkor Wat. He met somebody else. Me and the me and my friend Verena decided, Either way, you're here decided now, to travel here. Yeah. So, uh, I actually never heard of this island until I think it was two days ago. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I had heard, heard of Angkor Wat. Um, thinking. I, did you go? Yeah, I was there last week, and it was it was a lot better than I expected. Because um, in Thailand, there's a lot of temples, mm-hmm. and I was kind of templed out, thinking I don't even really want to go. But it turns out Angkor Wat is more like ruins. Than, it is than actual temples. Yeah, definitely. So I enjoyed the crap out of that. I did uh, I did the sunrise tour um, where you, you go to Angkor Wat. Uh, I missed it. Yeah. yeah Five a.m. for the sunrise. It was beautiful. Uh, and then the next day I went back to do the smaller temples, and I highly recommend that. I biked around it. Yeah, on a bicycle. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, the first day went around on a tuk-tuk. Yeah. And then the second day, me and Brina, like, took bikes. Oh, nice. So we could just go wherever we wanted. But, okay. it, yeah, it's definitely ruins. Um, did you know it used to be parts of it covered in gold? Really? Yeah. 
that's amazing. But obviously, people have come and taken it away. Like, yeah, you know. I would. I yeah, would, I would have taken Why it away if I was there. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, this beach. Yep. Last year, I don't know if you found out this information. This is why we need to keep it secret. Okay. But um, <laughs> there were eight guest houses. Now there are 28. Oh, wow. Because there's still not, I mean, even though it's 28, it doesn't feel like there's that many. It's, yeah. well, you can really walk up and down this entire area uh, in, I don't know, 10 minutes, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. And the island is huge. So when you look at it from far away, mm-hmm. it's a giant island. Um, and in the whole middle is jungle. But there's really only one small stretch of land where all the restaurants and bars are and those, I guess, 28 guest houses. 28. Last year, there were eight. So before people were telling me that I needed to book, like, book in advance, it's going to be sold out everywhere. But they're thinking about last year Mm. because there are only eight. Now that there's 28, there are more available rooms. But the problem is that if you want to stay somewhere where people are partying and having a good time, it's probably an easy place to find. But if you want a more quieter place, they're usually booked up pretty fast. Yeah, the bungalows are booked up super quick. I found this little village to the left of the pier that's really quiet. And it's a pretty simple, basic room, but it suits my needs fine. And, you know, I had a really good night's sleep yesterday. And this island is is incredible. So this island is for backpackers and kind of young people that want to travel. Right. Uh, I wouldn't recommend this as a family destination. No. It's not a honeymoon destination. No. Um, but, if, you know, <laughs> if you're single, I, I guess it's good for couples as well. It's beautiful here. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, couples could have a great time here. Get a bungalow, the treehouse bungalows at the very end. Yeah. And they're about, I think they're, they range from about $35 and up. You're in a bungalow. Yeah. I paid big money. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I paid big money for a, for a nice bungalow. So tell me about your bungalow. What is it made out of? Um, bamboo. Yeah. Wood. And is it overlooking the sea, or how far is it from the yeah, beach? Yeah, it's overlooking the sea. It, it was. It was. I paid big money at fifty-five. Fifty-five bucks a night. Yeah. So that's a lot of money for out here. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But. That's a whole lot of money. What would that get considering you? the night before I paid six fifty? <laughs> So you went from $6.50 to $55. It was my last night on the island. So you must so splurge would, sometimes. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you split it between people, there was um, three beds in there, like a full bed and another bed. That makes it really easy. But then again, they get really booked up. Uh, they get booked up really fast. You have to be the first person in the morning to get it. But you shared it with your friend, the German yeah, girl. Yeah, shared it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's really not that bad. Right. I mean, because how yeah. much would you spend on a hotel back in the U.S.? <laughs> Quite a bit more. <laughs> yeah, and it wouldn't be a bungalow on the beach. It's a bungalow on the beach. <laughs> All right, so you like your bungalow, and I love my bungalow. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing about. Uh, all basically all accommodations and everything on this island is there isn't electricity 24 actually there's not actual electricity there's generators is it all generators i think it's all generators and they only run it a few hours a day so like what is your experience with it so far so we got uh electricity from 10 to 12 in the morning and then five to i think it's like five to one i'm not sure i'm not sure about the nighttime. i just know it starts at five and it ends at one because <laughs> <laughs> lights went out at one o'clock last night when i was in my bungalow so it ended at one yeah so what i've been doing is you know i have i have a business to maintain i'm, I'm traveling but at the same time i'm i need to work and what i've been doing is i've just been waking up normal time usually seven thirty or eight in the morning and i'll just spend an hour in the morning just 
fulfilling orders, managing my e-commerce site, uh, blogging, just checking email, making sure there's no fires. And uh, so even without electricity 24 hours, and so Wi-Fi is only on when there's electricity. Mm -hmm. So even if I wanted to, um, I couldn't go online right now. I mean, in fact, sitting here recording this, there's no electric or Wi-Fi. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you know, big shout out to Apple for making the new MacBook Air that has a 12 hours battery life. Oh, that's great. It makes it so much easier. I actually haven't charged this computer in three days since I've been here. Oh, really? Yeah. And I mean, I'm only using it for an hour a day, so it's, it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, but maybe tomorrow morning, I'll charge it for an hour while checking my email and... I'll be good. I mean, and this really, this is the only reason why I'm able to maintain this business and record these podcasts while being on a really remote island like this uh, is because of the battery life of the, the new MacBook. Well, that's one of the things about an island with um, little electricity. Um, like looking around this room right now, there are lots of people and I don't see a single person on their phone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's uh, just reading, relaxing. Um, Maybe taking a photo with their camera, yeah. but or actually talking to each other. Actually talking to each other, yeah. <laughs> Nobody is on their phone. This is so different from South Korea because everyone's on their phone. Even at like dinner tables, people are always on their phone. Yeah, and it's refreshing. Actually, I remember I was with someone for dinner last night, and it was during the, the Wi-Fi hours, and she mm. was checking her phone, and, I, and it was really shocking to me. And I just assumed I was like, "Oh, are you meeting someone? Yeah. Or is there something kind of urgent?" And she's like, "Oh." No, just checking my Facebook, and she put it away. Didn't pick it up for the rest of the night. Yeah. But back in back in the Western world, it's so normal. It's so normal. You just do it. In here, I, I forget. I guess I could check my email and, mm -hmm. and do some work at, <clears throat> at night as well, but I just haven't been because too busy doing I, activities. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so in the couple of days I've been here, I went uh, I went scuba diving, uh, on this, and the diving in Cambodia is not the best. Um, but you still get really warm water. It's 28 degrees Celsius, which is mm, 80, yeah. I don't know, 86 or 90, actually probably closer to 90 Fahrenheit. So no wetsuit needed. Uh, beautiful day on the boat. And it's quite cheap. It's not as cheap as Kotal. Uh, I think I paid $80 for the day. But I included two dives, uh, all your equipment, and lunch on the boat. And I don't know if the, you know, the people listening have had food on a boat before, but it always tastes better. Ah, yeah, yeah, it does. I think it's just being out in the open sea, you know, and just relaxing and just, you know, having food cooked on the boat. Just, it's amazing. I love it. Have you taken one of the trips here yet? Uh, not yet, but I'm going to. I think, mm -hmm. what kind of trips are you talking about? Um, well, I was supposed to join, if I wasn't leaving today, I would have joined this trip with the island boys. Okay. They go to the island out there and they snorkel. You snorkel around the island and then they take you to go fishing. And mm -hmm. when you, everyone gets the fish, they come back cook it up and it's a barbecue party oh nice all right i'll do that yeah. why not <laughs> <laughs> you should try it because i don't get to so. <laughs> um, you know I'll, I'll do it you can live vicariously i will me. definitely I'll, I'll take some photos as well yeah. um so speaking of island boys it's one of the restaurant bar guest houses i guess on this island yeah and they have a great barbecue yeah. It's $5, which is actually the most expensive barbecue on the island. There's ones that start at three fifty <laughs> per person, but I figured I wanted the best one, and it looks so good. Uh, and I know you're a vegetarian, but for people listening, imagine <laughs> this barbecue on the beach with these you know, rotisserie chickens being spun around, and the, the oil and the fat from it is dripping onto potatoes, which they're grilling as well. And it's served with a, a – it's actually a really good like a coleslaw salad – um, these potatoes that have been like crunched, you know, just crunched up in the 
and this like chicken chicken fat I guess uh, you can pick that you can pick um, fish or I had a steak actually and it was five bucks and you steak si- yeah I'm a vegetarian but sometimes I eat steak oh, <laughs> there you go well I, I just <laughs> once like or twice more. a year once or twice a year I'll and when you're sitting on a beach you know like and it's a beautiful beach it really is I mean all right so for those who are near a computer right now I want you to go to travel like a boss podcast.com look at the show notes for episode 16 and take a look at some of the photos I'm gonna put up uh, and I want you to see this place. And in fact, I want you guys just to come because, you know, as Katrina was saying earlier, this place is getting discovered at a very fast pace. Yeah, eight, eight guest houses to now twenty. And eight. they're yeah, and they're building more as we speak. I mean, hopefully you can hear it in the background. Yeah, hopefully it's not too annoying. But yeah, you can hear the construction in the background, and they're they're going to build this place up. Uh, and I used to think that you know, it was sad that places like this get built up, but the nice thing is. Every time they build a new one, there's something out there that we haven't heard of yet that we could go and, and visit. Hmm. So yeah. that's a great thing about traveling is you might have to start out going to places that everyone knows about. But if you talk to enough travelers and you know, cool people, you find these little places like that that are going to be, be incredible. You know? yeah, and that exactly. They're kind of undiscovered and untouched. Like, where are some of the favorite places that you've traveled to? Uh, do I have to give it up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pai, Thailand. You know, it's, I, I really feel like Pai is like the mountain version of Koh Rong. Yeah, it definitely is. I do believe. Yeah. I do believe. I could definitely spend my time between Pai and here. Okay, they, should, they, they need a direct flight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so Pai <laughs> Can is... we just build yeah. an airport in the this, jungle? <laughs> just for us? Yeah. So Pai is a little mountain town uh, about four hours north of Chiang Mai, Thailand, which is my, my favorite city in the world. And it's so, I mean, how would you describe Pai? It's where I want to be. That's all I can say. Um, uh, Everyone is just um, hanging out, just relaxing, having a good time. You can take a motorbike, go see huge caves and waterfalls. Um, Just, you meet tons of interesting people as well. Yeah, really laid back people. Uh, Very small. It is, it, it is quite small. You, yeah. you walk around the town, um, good food, good people, good time. Yeah. Well, for the people that actually need to get some work done while they're out there, Pi has good internet, and they actually have a, a co-working space. So it'd be one of those places you can chill out and relax and still get some work done. Right, exactly, yeah. Here, it's a, it's, it'd be very, very difficult to build a, a new business. I, I wouldn't try doing it while you're here. or try, you know, I wouldn't try to upload videos or... I might even have to wait for this podcast to, <laughs> to get back to the mainland. Um, but it's fine for checking email and fulfilling orders. Like, so, for example, uh, this morning you saw me at breakfast. Right. And it looked like I was just on Facebook like everyone else, right? <laughs> yeah. Addicted. Yeah. But what I was really doing is I checked my email. It's um, So 8 a.m. here is 5 p.m. in California. So the, the workday just ended. I have tons of... Um, of emails and orders and I just spend an hour I just you know I just check stock I forward it to my dealers to to send out and I've recently hired an employee to pick up phones so she answers all my customer service calls during the day and if she can't answer the questions or you know if she needs the customer needs to need something uh, I hear the recording so in the morning I, I sit there with my headphones on and I listen to all of her conversations with the customers I fix the problem send on the emails do whatever needs to be done and an hour later, close my laptop, and I just enjoy the day. Well, 
if you absolutely need to use the internet for an entire day, a ten dollar uh, ferry ride mm-hmm. during low season, fast boat, yeah, just take you straight to the mainland. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. It's it's an hour ride. Um, it's actually a nice ride too. Yeah, it's not a it's, bad it's ride. Surprisingly, you're, a nice ferry. You're on a fast boat going <laughs> through the ocean, and I mean, it's not it's not bad at all. So, well, what my my buddy Anton did is he actually based himself in Chinookville. And he stayed at this really nice hotel. It's, it's the one near the ferry. I think it's called Serenity Beach mm, Hotel. Yeah, I saw that. I think they have like a 30-meter swimming pool. Um, and so he based himself there. The internet, he said, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't the greatest, but it was good enough for him. And what he would do is he wor- would work for a few days and then go on one of these island trips uh, and just hang out for a few days as well and kind yeah. of just alternate between that. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's exactly how you can do it. <laughs> so you can definitely do it. I, I mean, what I would personally recommend is, you know, spend two months in a place like Chiang Mai or back at home and, you know, get your your business up to a point where you don't need to work on it so much. Um, you know, ba- automate whatever you can, hire an employee to pick up your phones like I did. And when you're kind of going to maintenance mode, uh, you just come out here and, and relax, enjoy yourself. So the money that you're going to make while in maintenance mode is never going to be as high as when you're actively working you know, all the time to scare a business or you know, advertise or things like that. But the thing is, it's so cheap to live out here that as long as you're, I mean, for most travelers, they have savings. And while they're out here, the savings goes down. Right. All right? Their bank account slowly goes down. <laughs> and the, the way to prevent that is to try to live as cheaply as possible and have it go down slower. Right. But you know, it's still going down. Um, my goal is for my my bank account to slowly creep up and when I'm in maintenance mode it's not going to creep up as fast as I would like it to but as, as long as it's not going down I'm happy I mean even if I kind of just broke even I'd, I'd be okay with that most people would yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright um, so you know, whatever whatever your business is, you can definitely maintain it while you're out here the only things that I'm actually doing is I'm updating my blog when I'm out here and it's not even it's not even monetized really it's really just for me to look back and remember all the cool things I've done. Uh, you know, I use it as kind of almost like my travel diary and also for my friends and family back home to to look at it. So if you guys haven't seen it, you can just go to Travel Like a Boss podcast and there's a link for blog and you can check it out or you just go to johnnyfd.com. Um, I try to post some pictures and kind of just, right now I've actually committed myself to doing a daily blog, which in <laughs> retrospect I wouldn't have done. It's, it's way too much work. <laughs> But I've been updating, and I've, I've been doing so much every day that I almost feel like I had to. Yeah, you have to keep it documented. Yeah. Well, one of yeah. the things I did yesterday was I did a hike across this island to a smaller one called Long Beach. Um, no, I mean, a smaller beach called Long Beach. And one of the guys who lives here, I think he was one of the scuba divers, he had said that um, it was recently voted as one of the top 10 most beautiful beaches in the world. Mm. And honestly, I didn't believe him when he said that. I was like, you know, this is some random guy living on, on this island. Of course, you say it's the best. Right, of course. <laughs> and the trek itself was great. It was about a 45-minute walk. You you know, you could do it in flip-flops, but it'd be easier in shoes. And it's proper jungle. I mean, right behind us, I mean, literally 20 feet away is jungle. Some of the paths, like I, I was walking behind there, I noticed that they might have just cut them down. Wow. Yeah. And I, I this was sticks, yeah. walking on sticks. Well, what was uh, pretty funny is all the signs that say beware of snakes. Yeah, I was looking out for them. So there's definitely poisonous snakes. Yeah, I was told, 
I was told to make sure that to be aware that there are snakes. Um, when you got to Long Beach, uh -huh. um, I was also told that what is it? The sand flies. Did you? Did no. You, did you uh, well, I wasn't on the beach for that long because we got there right before sunset. But the, the sand flies, didn't, I didn't notice any at all, really. Uh, so, okay. Uh, I think it was at my last guest, guest house. She said that when there's a part of the beach that people haven't been on for mm -hmm. a long time, then you start walking and they just fly up. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So she told us just to be prepared if we decide, because if we do go to Long Beach and we're walking down it, mm -hmm. um, yeah, if enough tourists haven't been there, then they'll start biting our feet. Okay. I saw a guy earlier bites all over really? his feet just his feet and i asked him i said sand flies and he said mosquitoes but they were yeah. just on his feet and he said he walked around one of these beaches that nobody maybe he was on a really secluded beach yeah. long beach is actually surprisingly not busy i mean I was, there was now, maybe, maybe 15 is. 20 people in there yeah. which to me was busy because we had just walked through this jungle yeah. and we didn't expect to see anyone yeah. but what it is there is one bungalow out there and there, so it has a restaurant and bar. Oh, well then, yeah, there are more people than... Yeah, but this beach is so beautiful. It is incredible. I missed it, yeah. And it, it's it's almost a... Sh I guess it's almost a good thing where you the the sun sets on that side of the island. Mm -hmm. So you don't see it when you're on the main part of Korong. So you, it kind of gives you an excuse to make that trip over there. Mm, so yeah. what, what we did was we started walking over around maybe 4.30 or 5. And it took... I mean, it took almost an hour. It was a pretty far walk, but it was enjoyable. We really liked it. Yeah. And we got there just in time to have a cold drink and watch the sun go down. And we didn't want to walk back through the jungle in the dark, so we hopped on a, one of those fishing boats that would bring people back to the front. Mm -hmm. It was three bucks per person. Uh, the only downside to it is you have to wade through water kind of to waist deep to, to even get on the boat. And oh. the guy doesn't even have a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> But, it, you know, it's all part of the adventure, right? Right, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you would... I'm sure back at home, back in West Virginia, you would look completely different. I mean, the way you would dress, the makeup, the shoes. Who, me? Yeah. Then this? Yeah. Nah, this is me. Yeah, is it? Yeah, okay. Well, you know me. what? I guarantee you half of these girls just sitting in this room with us right now, we wouldn't recognize if we... You think? If we saw them back home, yeah. I guarantee it. Um, one of the, the girls I'm traveling with, she's from Finland, and... I just saw her Facebook profile, or it w yeah, one of her old profile photos, and it was her getting ready to go to a nightclub in Finland. Yeah. And she looks so different. I like, I can't even believe it. She had like, she straightened her long blonde hair. She had makeup on. She was dressed up, and compared to the the girl I see every day in a bikini with her hair, you know, from the seawater, she yeah. looks completely different. Yeah. Well, we all get dressed up to go out, like you know, a lady. Like likes to get dressed up, and she might really like that picture. So yeah, you know. Well, I mean, unfortunately for guys, we can't really look that different. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of the the best I could look. But you're right. Like people are more relaxed here. Like nobody really cares. Everyone's wearing their t-shirts or dresses. Sometimes multiple yeah. days because <laughs> doing laundry is not the easiest thing. Sometimes, although there are lots of places to do it. You know, what I started doing is so for a while I would try to get the most out of my t-shirts right so maybe i was thinking <laughs> i could wear this again right yeah but then i would get confused which ones i've worn how many times i've worn it <laughs> so now i've actually just have a separate pile because laundry is so cheap here it's one dollar per kilo which is two two point two pounds right 
So, I mean, for a dollar or two, you can do a bag of laundry and not have to wear the same shirt twice. Mm, Well, I talked with somebody earlier and he said, I can give you, I can do your laundry for you, but tomorrow or maybe the next day because it might rain. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) So... Unfortunately, I said thank you, but no. Yeah. Yeah. I guess out here, doing laundry really means like, you know, they probably wash. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they wash, wash in the it ocean. by hand. Yeah. Wash by, my in the hand. Ocean. <laughs> hang it to dry. Hang them to dry. Yeah. They do. They hang all of them to dry, because so, no yeah. electricity. I think that's more the only reason why I couldn't stand Korang for too long is, it's. I'll miss some of the conveniences of cities, like having clean clothes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be able to charge, you know, your your phone or your iPod whenever you need to. But it's so good for a week or two. Yeah. It is. It is incredible for I would say three to seven days. It's incredible, and if you really like it, you can stay longer. I think seven days is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll stay for seven days then. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Yeah. Uh, the other. So what I like about places like. Chiang Mai is it's a real city and it's still laid back kind of like this it's kind of the I would say halfway between living in like Pai which is super laid back super laid back and small and yeah and small and you know, nothing to do um, well I mean there's lots to do but it's not like it's more nature things that you know and not every day you want to go to a waterfall I mean no no I guess not <laughs> I think these are like the, we should make a new hashtag called third world problems hmm? Like, oh man, I don't want to go to another waterfall. Uh, I don't want to go swim on the beach again. Swim on the beach again. <coughs> I don't want to swim in the ocean again today. Yeah. Like, oh, I've worn this bikini seven times this week. Do I, do I really have to go scuba diving again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, another, actually, I was actually complaining, thinking, what do I want for dinner? And I was like, well, you know, that beach barbecue was really good, but I, I just ate there. You know, I kind of want something different. Right. But at the end of the day, why am I complaining? It's, it's a barbecue on the beach. It's barbecue on the beach. And it's really good food and candle lit. You know, you sit on these comfy lounge chairs. Well, it's like me, curry, veg- vegetable curry. <laughs> am I going to have that again? Oh, yes. But it's I'm so good, have right? it again. It's good, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> um, so the reason why I really wanted to, to sit down here is... It's it's such a magical place that I wanted to share this with people listening. So if you guys are stuck at a job that you hate and, you know, you dream of, of traveling, just do it. I mean, there's – I think my favorite thing about this podcast is I get to sit down and interview people who are doing it. You know, some people are doing it through savings, but most of the people who – you know, all the previous guests are people who are making money while traveling with their online business. Either, you know, we've had doctors who are make money through Skype consults. You know, we have people that do e-commerce, we have bloggers, we have authors. And I really believe that anybody can do it. I mean, it's really hard to make a ton of money while, you know, with online business while traveling. But it's really easy to make enough to travel. I mean, because really, realistically, how much do you really need to travel? Right. I mean, most people, you know, for a $2,000 budget a month can kind of just do whatever they want. Right. You know? Absolutely. And if you break that down, I mean, how much is that a day that you even really need to make? I mean, that's less than a hun- if you make a hundred dollars a day online, you know, which isn't that hard. That's you know, you can sell a couple of books. You know, you can have an e-commerce store. You can sell one product. I mean, uh, this morning I checked and I made I had a pretty good sales day. I made about two thousand dollars in revenue, which you know, not all that's profit, but I mean, that paid for my entire week. You know, and it's. It took a while to set that up, but now that I'm here, it's kind of like, you know what? 
I can afford to do things like fly from um, Siam Reap to Snookville instead of sitting on an 11-hour bus ride, which I'm sure is, is dreadful. I did it. <laughs> Would you recommend that? <laughs> it, was, it wasn't bad, I, but it wasn't 11 hours. Where did you get 11 hours at? Who told you that? Yeah, it's overnight bus, and you stop in Phnom Penh, right? It was, um, we started at, like, around 8 p.m., Okay. and I think we got there at, like, 9 or 10 the next day. Okay, so my math's not that great, but that's about 10 or 11 hours. <laughs> 12, 13, 14. I think it was like 14 hours. Oh, what, 14 hours, well, really? Well, yeah, we eight, 8 o'clock on, at night. We got there at like 9, 10 the next day, so at least 13, 14 hours. So I used to take these long bus rides because it, it was cheap, right? Like, how much was it? Total, it was 17. 17 I think I paid bucks. So, but it was, a, it was a hotel bus, so it Ooh. was a sleeper. So you got the I was, best. Um, yeah, so actually I got to sleep. Okay. So. We just went to sleep and then got up when we could, you know, when we got. How, how was your bed? Did you have to share it with someone? I shared it with my friend. Oh, so you're lucky. So yeah. the reason why I wouldn't do it is traveling alone. Um, I I met a guy who who did that bus and he was traveling alone. So he got put next to some other random dude right. that he didn't know. And he had to share a bed with them the whole night. The space is so small. Like, I wouldn't do it. But my friend who, he was alone. Okay. They, they. Like, his traveling partner ended up being, like, a very young, beautiful girl. So, he was actually... <laughs> so, okay, if you can guarantee... Put that in, in writing. Was, I'd sign up for the bus. He actually wasn't that bad off. And I went and talked to him. And, you know, and he's like, I have no complaints. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I was on a plane. Uh, and it only took an hour. And I figured it's that saved me 13 hours of my life. And if I really wanted to, I can make that $100 back in 13 hours well the thing about buses especially like the sleeper buses Mm -hmm. with the seats you meet so many travelers so if you are traveling alone it's a great way to meet just a lot of random people when you get off the bus like i had before that's when i met the people from spain and colombia and brazil they're like where are you guys going what hostel so we all ended up at the same hostel we all ended up trekking together we all ended up getting motorbikes and it was the just such an amazing experience it definitely is a good place to meet people because you're stuck talking to them for for 14 hours and yeah you can you get to know are. someone i'd rather do it on a sleeper train because i really enjoy being on trains oh train but like oh i was in the hotel bus mm. so i would not do it in that because it's just closed off rooms oh, okay but on the sleeper bus you just put your seats all the way back and then you, you can sleep it's pretty easy but that yeah you do meet a lot of people and traveling alone it's like I almost took a plane but I knew that if I took the bus Mm -hmm. I could meet people coming off of it okay so yeah but if you're in you have a short amount of time you want to take you want to take a plane yeah and you know the main reason is actually because I'm a pretty big guy and I'm not comfortable on on buses yeah and what happens is if I sit on bus for more than a couple hours uh the next day, you know, I feel like crap. You know, I need to get a massage. And it takes me a few days to really just, you know, decompress my spine, I guess. <laughs> so for me, it's so much better just to just to fly and chill out. I'll meet people here on the beach. Um, you know, I met you on the ferry over. So, I mean, there, there's other ways to meet people. I would recommend, though, to stay in places like that travelers stay. Um, like hotel not hotels hostels and guest mm-hmm. houses because if you're in a hotel you're not gonna meet anyone yeah no i mean you might meet some families um or some you know snooty people that <laughs> might only be there for a day but it's definitely better to meet you know kind of young travelers at a place like a hostel or people, on a bus people who want their space stay in a hotel 
Yeah, I guess you know, that makes sense. And more social is the guest house for sure. So what I've been doing is I've been trying to book private rooms at hostels, and it's usually they're actually not worth it for the money because you end up paying hotel prices for not the nicest place and the uh, amenities aren't as good. But what you do get out of it is you get that hostel atmosphere and mm-hmm. you know all the activities that they that they organize and all the people that you meet. So to me that's worth it. So I could still get my you know my privacy and my in-suite bathroom um but it's social. Right, right. Definitely. And I really think the only downside to that is the the extra cost. I mean cuz you can get a dorm room for what? $5, $6. 6 bucks? Yeah. yeah and here. and usually the private here. rooms are <laughs> 25 or $30. So it's a lot more and it's hard to justify because at the end of the day, you know, you're not really in your room that much. Um, you know, you kind of just want to sleep. But if you if you design your lifestyle and your, and your business where you're making, you know, even if you're just making 30 bucks or $50 a day and that's enough to pay for your a nicer room, just, just do it because at the end of the day, you're probably going to get better sleep. Um, your stuff is going to be more secure because you're not sharing it with a bunch of people. And you know, you can still get that social atmosphere. Um, I wouldn't go out and spend a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a day on a hotel because I think it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, you know, but getting a private room in a hostel, you know, to me, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I think uh, we paid twelve dollars last night. Yeah. Or the night before last, six six fifty thirteen six fifty a piece. And I think uh, so, so. Here's kind of a travel hack, and the reason why I actually think of my private rooms at hostels are basically free, is because. I gave up my apartment back in the U.S. And for people who are still paying rent or mortgage while traveling, you know, that's $1,000 a month in, in fixed expenses that you're paying no matter what. I figure, I'm a, you know, because I don't have a place back in the U.S., you know, that $800 or that $1,000 to me is free money to get accommodation with. Mm-hmm. So as long as I'm spending less than $1,000 a month in accommodation, I figure it's kind of a, a wash because I would be I would be spending that back in the U.S. anyways. Right, exactly. And if you do the math on that, I mean that's thirty three bucks a night. So as long as my place is thirty three dollars a night, or less, or less, then it's free. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I average things. Like one night it was six fifty, the next it was about thirty. So you know, over two nights, it's like yeah, fifteen twenty. There you go. Cool. Well, um, any uh, last advice or words of wisdom you want to give everyone before we sign off? Um, travel. <laughs> and if you're going to travel, you might as well travel like a boss. Travel like a boss. <laughs> so, all right, peace out, guys. Uh, check out the blog. It's johnnyfd.com. Or check out the show notes if you want links to everything here as well as some photos. Uh, it's travellikeabosspodcast.com. And this is episode 16. So peace out, everyone. Peace out. He's standing on a surfboard with a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that is paddle boy. <laughs> That looks amazing. All right, so what are your, what are your tips? Mm, never in my life I thought I would be able to come somewhere like here. And now here I am. So all I can say is travel, 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 travel. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening to episode 16 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. Make sure you go to the site, travellikeabosspodcast.com, for show notes links and more photos and once again thank you guys so much for all the five-star reviews on itunes take care and i'll see you guys next week